0: December 23rd 2016 we're bringing back the bomb insert random Hanson lyric here welcome to the H-Bomb show the only unofficial and unfiltered Hanson podcast in existence my name is Nick Navar Merry Christmas this is our end of the year show and for such a momentous occasion I've got someone I've wanted on the show since before day one our Hanson net MVP for life hello Holly Snyder how you doing
1: I'm good, Nick. Happy to be here.
0: For the last few months, I've been having people send in their emails talking about why they love Hanson. I left the answer open to the person's interpretation. We're going to read those emails here. And in addition, I've got some audio submissions from a couple of past guests, not to mention from the two of us. Uh, So we're going to get to that in just a second. But uh, as per tradition here for every first timer, how about just a quick rundown of how you got into Hanson?
1: Okay, so I was a fan back in 1997. Um, I loved oombop. I don't really remember how I got into it. I just I heard it on the radio. Um, And I'm one of those fans that kind of fell out of touch with that and didn't rediscover them until about 2006. So I've been consistently been a fan for about 10 years
0: yeah and you're super involved in the community and everything i'm sure a lot of people are familiar with that at this point so you're one of the uh the shining beacons of hope of this fan community but we'll do a uh, we'll do a podcast praising you another time we're going to uh we're going to get into the uh the emails here uh and like i said there's plenty of them to get through uh, i'm going to start off with this one with uh bethany from tennessee uh she writes in I love Hanson because discovering them was the first time I felt like maybe I wasn't weird for being a kid in the 90s who only listened to oldies and classic rock. Okay, so I was weird, and they were weird too, and that was okay. I grew up in the smallest of small towns, so being that weird kid was especially tough. Finding Hanson and through them finding a massive community of weird kids like me was something that probably saved my life. Maybe not literally, but certainly figuratively. I'm still stuck in a small town, but I get to communicate and collaborate with girls on literally the other side of the world, and all because of those th- three guys from Oklahoma. So thanks, uh, thanks Bethany from Tennessee for writing in. That's probably going to be a common theme here, uh, people meeting people through the uh, through the fan base. So let's keep going.
1: This one is from Kim in Edmonton, Alberta. Kim says, The first time I ever saw Hanson perform was on TV, the Rosie O'Donnell show to be exact, in May of 1997. That's when I started loving them. I was 12 years old, and after hearing Umbop for the first time, I listen to middle of nowhere over and over and over fast forward almost 20 years. And Hanson is still my number one favorite band. I still love their music and it continues to cheer me up on my worst days. I'm the type of person who is nostalgic, mostly through music, hearing middle of nowhere transports me back to the simple fun life of a 12 year old girl growing up in the 1990s. It makes me happy. Anytime Hanson announces new music coming soon, it's something I count down to. I like that they're true performers. They stuck to their roots. They stuck to the music style they love. They didn't reinvent themselves, and I like that. Over the past eight years especially, my admiration for this group has become even bigger because of two things. The first thing, my very first Hanson concert was September 2008, the first time they had ever been to Edmonton. I didn't have the funds to go see them on tour elsewhere before this. Seeing your absolute favorite band perform is like a dream. Hanson performing live is amazing and completely lived up to what I was imagining in my head. The second thing is the handsome fan community. The amount of love and appreciation the guys show to us fans means a lot and is really awesome. The amount of love this community has for these amazing musicians showed especially when I attended my very first fan club event in Tulsa this past May. I'm proud to say I have new friends from around the world because of this band. They bring awesome people together because of their music, and for that I am grateful. It's really hard to explain my love for this band, but the long and short of it is this. This band and their music make me happy. Thanks, Kim. I think that definitely fits in with the theme of bringing people together, just like you said. You
0: know, I'm sure the band absolutely feels rewarded, you know, when they when they put their music out. But there's got to be, you know, a whole whole other level of satisfaction they feel when they know like human beings are coming together because of what they created. So I'm going to read the next one here. This one comes in from uh, Jody in Louisiana. In 1997, my love for Hanson started with the music. And then came uh, the live shows that are so much fun. Then my daughter Rachel and I started getting opportunities to meet them and we enjoyed their personalities. Our respect for them grew as they became businessmen and creators of their own label after IDJ jerked them around for three years and dropped them. As entrepreneurs and small businessmen, they now have their own beer company. We watched them grow up from boys to men, get married and have children. We admire their close relationship with their parents, their siblings, and their bond as brothers. They're very respectable, never in the tabloids, never out of control. They are humanitarians, working against AIDS and poverty in Africa, and they host one-mile barefoot walk around the venue for every concert to raise money and awareness and to inspire others to find their own charitable voice. Through it all, the music gets better and better. It really soothes my soul and the guys reach out to the fans more by livestream and members-only events. My daughter and I have had the opportunity to watch a sound check and go backstage for pictures and autographs. Even though the guys were pressed for time, they were sweet and generous with us. Through the fandom, I've met incredible people from all around the world with whom I have become good friends. Sharing concerts and new music with them makes the Hansen experience better. Underlying all of this is the incredible bond and the shared experiences my daughter and I have because of our mutual love of this band. For me, there is no better band. So there's a little cross-generational gap filling in there because of Hanson so I met her at five of five outside actually her and her daughter so I think that might have been the first time I ever saw like a parent and child that were both there for the concert not just like a parent reluctantly taking their child to see them or something like that so yeah that was that was pretty cool so what we're going to do now is we're going to kick it over to our uh our first audio submission featuring a returning guest from episode 10 and uh, we'll be right back after
2: My name is Ginger Derserk, and this is why I love Hansen. All Hansen has ever wanted to do, really and truly, is to make music and share it with people. Um, They didn't have an uncle in the business. They didn't fight and claw their way into the Disney machine to try to make it. They didn't go off in different directions. They've just had this laser focus since they discovered their true purpose at very early ages to just make music and figure out a way to make a living doing that. And this is something, this kind of focus and this kind of uh, discovery of your purpose is something that I think a lot of us strive for. You know, I'm basically halfway through my life and haven't quite figured that out yet. And these, these people figured it out when they were toddlers and I mean, practically. So (laughs) it really speaks to the, the indie spirit Um, When I was uh, a teenager and a young person growing up, I was really into the uh, independent music scene and bands, you know, getting their friends together. Let's get the band together. Let's play at the local bar. Let's scrape some cash together and put out, uh, you know, a vinyl 45. And then, you know, maybe we'll put out an LP or a CD. And, And that's the kind of spirit they had at, again, just such a young age that they they did what people uh twice their ages were doing at that around that same time they were putting the band together they were going to festivals they were doing all this stuff that that people usually start getting around to doing when they're when they're older i think that was in in some ways to their detriment it got them a lot of attention right away but it also made a lot of people not take them seriously because instead of treating them like any other up and coming band that they were at the time uh, people just assumed that they were part of some sort of entertainment machine and uh, you know, thought they had some sort of Svengali, that they didn't write their own music, that their parents were pushing them into it or something like that. And that always drove me crazy because it was very obvious to me, even before I really knew the details, that that they um, this was from them. This was their ambition. This is what they wanted to do. And it wasn't about the fame and it wasn't about the money. Seemed like they were doing okay money wise, and fame wasn't really uh, a big deal to them. They've, because when that went away, and the stadium tours went away, and the label went away, they were just focused again on just making the music and when they were most frustrated in their entire lives of what it seems like, uh, the most, the time when they were most stressed out the time they were most suffering, they happened to document, which is amazing. Um, when they were barely teenagers, I mean, they were, they weren't even most, I think they weren't even 20 yet when, uh, they did strong enough to break at this horrible, stressful time of their life. It was because they were making music and they couldn't get it out there. It wasn't that they, you know, weren't didn't have money or didn't have fame or whatever. That wasn't that wasn't the problem. It was that that music, what they're creating, couldn't get out there. The other part of it is that um, they've also embraced from very early on this idea that the process is at least as important, if not more important, than the product, the music itself done by anybody else, wouldn't make that much difference to me. But it's the fact that they have gone through this process and it comes organically from them um, that makes the difference. And also that they've made a point of involving their fans in that process. My dad always said to me that the moment that art is made is almost just when you have the idea to make it um, before you even you know, touch the paintbrush to the canvas, you've already made the art and it's in the impulse to create. And, um, and I feel like Hansen really embraces that idea. They certainly enjoy the process of creating it and putting out the product and having the fans enjoy it and appreciate it and sharing that whole process. But by doing the live streaming, by doing the uh, live recording events, by uh, doing the member... Uh, EPs every year and all of the various ways, even the Back to the Island and all the other things they've done where they've involved the fans, not only in the creative process of making their music, but also of making their um, everything else that they do creatively, the beers and everything else is that saying, you know, let's just all explore creativity in all these different ways. And they want to share that part of the process as well. And that's, again, really unusual and really great.
0: Wise words from a wise person. Thanks, Ginger. That was pretty much spot on. Uh, We're going to go to the next email here. I've got one uh, coming in from Kelly in New York. Hi, Nick and Holly. Why do I love Hanson is a question I ask myself on a fairly regular basis, especially when they're running 45 minutes late for a Hanson Day lecture. So it was fun to try to put it into words. Of course, I love the music. And I think that's a given for all of us in the fan community. But after years of albums and occasional concerts, it was actually the strong enough to break documentary that pushed me out of the casual fan territory. That spirit crushing speakerphone conference call with Fenster where Isaac declares, if you don't get these songs, you don't get the band. The pep talk that Taylor delivers while they're recording the Penny and Me demo where his belief in what they are doing is so intense that he can barely sit still. Isaac's Hotel Lobby revelation about himself and his brothers, pessimist, optimist, realist. I've watched it so many times, it's still the best underdog story I've ever heard. For me, I think what it comes down to is that, in a world that seems increasingly full of superficial BS, the way that Hanson makes music stand out is because it's real. You can see it throughout strong enough to break, and you can feel it whenever they play live. I don't love every single song they write, but I definitely love this band, and I think I always will. So thanks, Kelly. Do you have the, uh, the next one there, Holly?
1: I have one here from Lori. She says, you know when people tell you to go to your happy place? Well, for me, that's Hanson. It was that way in 1997, and it's still that way now. They're like the loyal best friend who never lets you down or the faithful golden retriever that doesn't leave your side no matter what. Seeing them live after all these years is almost like taking a walk down Main Street at Disney World. Sure, you've been there before, but the feelings of nostalgia and excitement are so powerful that you'd swear you're seeing them for the first time all over again. Their music has been the soundtrack to my life. The dating years, getting married, starting my career, buying a home, and having children. They've seen me through it all. And during some of my saddest times, the promise of that blue sky waiting for me was somehow enough to see me through— if you would have told me in nineteen ninety seven that almost twenty years later I would have two little ones rocking out in their car seats to Snowden in the middle of April, I don't think I would have believed it. But I'm sure it would have made me happy. Yes, they're my happy place, and I wouldn't want it any other way. Thanks, Laurie.
0: It's it's funny when you think about how long this has been going on. I mean I haven't been like a fan the whole time, but you know, still close to twenty years, so for you guys that have been doing this for for 20 years now it's that's crazy like that's older than anyone's age was at the time they started so a lot of people have been more than half their life has been wrapped around Hanson stuff so yeah I got one here from Katie in Connecticut I think that at this point in my life I love Hanson more for the people that they have brought into my life than for the music not that the music isn't great but it's gotten to the point where I've been involved with the online Hanson community for 15 plus years now. And I pick what shows to go to based on the friends I'll get to meet or see. A lot of these friendships were made when I was in high school. And I'm closer with these girls than anyone I went to high school with. And each event has led to me meeting more like-minded people and creating more lasting friendships. Yeah, I can identify with that. Um I mean, some of my best friends are people I've met through uh, through all this stuff. So it's uh, another another common theme, I think. So not not really a surprise there. Thanks, uh, thanks for that, Katie. Let's get to our next audio clip with a guest that regular listeners will probably recognize.
3: My name is Nick Ryan, and this is why I love Hanson. I'm 22 years old, uh, so I guess you could put me in the category of. Uh, you know, young fan. I'm younger than most people I meet at the shows. Every time I give uh, other Hanson fans my age, they always, oh god, you're a baby. Um, my sisters bought Middle of Nowhere. Uh, they were in, I think, fifth and third grade when in 1997 when Middle of Nowhere came out. I was two years old, three years old, and I, I, I absolutely fell in love with the sound and the music. Uh, I, I I was too young to know what was cool and what wasn't. I you know I just I loved the feel that happy feeling that I get and I still get that feeling a little bit when I listen to Umbop. It's it's just like reminiscent of a time. It's like everything is good, everything is great. The feeling that that song gives you, it's like everything is so popsicles and rainbows and candy just that time and that era uh the you know the 90s i i was young but i absolutely still remember it uh you know images and sounds and, and you know specific memories and you know I, the things i remember most are uh uh music videos trl i remember the umbop video i mean that's i wasn't in love with Hanson. I was in love with that sound and that song. And you know, Where's the Love, uh, Thinking of You, all those songs. You know, I, I wasn't a teenage girl, so I wasn't thinking of like, oh, he's singing that song about me. I was thinking th- the sound and the music, it, it, it spoke to me and still speaks to me. Uh, it's one of the reasons, it, it is the reason I became a musician. You know, I just, I saw these... Three guys, these three teenagers with long blonde hair, and I thought they were the coolest thing in the world. I was like, man, I want to be like those guys. I mean, that's so that's so cool. They're they're young guys and they're like famous and they're making cool music. So that's basically where it started for me. I just uh, I I, I kind of never let go of that, uh, and you know most people do, which is kind of maybe it's sad, maybe it's not, but. Uh, that's uh that's where the whole thing started for me and then you know I was listening to more uh, they released more music more CDs and I started picking up I started tapping my hands and uh pencils to the beat of the the drums and the sound and eventually it progressed a little bit more until I started drumming on a full drum set and uh Hansen kind of kind of guided me along and uh I I never took a single lesson in music and I was playing at a professional level by the time I was nine, uh, drumming anyway, and I I have absolutely no one to credit that with more than Hanson, and they're the reason I'm still a musician today. Um, Every time I think of what I think the perfect song sounds like, I think of any Hanson song. Even the ones I don't particularly like, those songs, in my opinion, are the greatest songs ever written. There's very few bands that will make me feel something with the music, but then I'll listen to the lyrics and go, "Wow, that is deep, and that's true and it's it's a rare thing for me to find and i I really appreciate it and it's kind of funny that they're the, the one band from that era that I happen to latch onto that's also still together like there's you go through the list the you know Paula Cole. In Sync, the Backstreet Boys, Spice Girls, all those crappy teeny bopper bands from the 90s, all gone. Hanson never once broke up. They're still together. And I, I think that means something uh, to, to me that they were the one band that stuck together after everything, after two decades of music. A lot of uh, my friends who I've met through Hanson. Um, some of them aren't particularly interested in the music and I've heard them say this, they're not interested in the music anymore, they are, they go to Hanson shows to be with people and to be with friends and experience the music and have a good time and it's cool that uh, Hanson like a band gets people to do that for me it's still about the music 20 years later. It's still about the feelings that Umbop gave me and the, the meaning of songs like strong enough to break and the, the, the vibe of songs like you can't stop us. And this time around, it's pretty powerful. I think that a, a group of uh, a group, a small group of people, three people can uh, have that big of an impact on your life without even particularly knowing you that well, or, uh, uh intending to but uh they definitely did and i am ever grateful for their music and uh the shows that they've put on for me it was, uh i've had some really cool experiences because of uh following this band around uh m- meeting them and meeting other people who like their music and share the same and different points of view on the meaning of their music. I think that's it.
0: We're going to uh, go to mine in just a few minutes here. Uh, we actually recorded those two back-to-back in the same spot, so we're going to go over to mine in just a second. But we've got some more emails here. looks like you've got one coming in from Australia. Holly?
1: I do. This one's from Aaron? She says, basically, I love Hanson for three reasons their music, the friends I've made, and fanfic. The music. It was the first music I could really call mine. Virtually all of the music I listened to before then was my parents' first. Hanson were pretty much the first band I discovered on my own, and Middle of Nowhere was the first CD I bought with my own money. I still remember the conversation I had with my mom the day I bought Middle of Nowhere, two days after Christmas 1997. She asked me if I was sure I wanted to spend all the money I got as one of my Christmas presents that year on that one CD, and I said I was. I've never regretted it for a second. The friends I've made. Hanson have been the catalyst of so many of my friendships over the last 19 and a half years, something I can't thank them enough for. I have friends all over the world thanks to them. Friends of the United Kingdom, Ireland, Germany, Canada, the USA, and even right here in my own home country that I never would have met otherwise. Hansen's 2012 tour of Australia was the first time I got to meet many of my Aussie fans and friends, and their 2014 tour was like a big family reunion. I'm even planning to travel to the USA in 18 months' time so I can go to the Hanson Day 2018 and meet up with more of my friends. Fanfic. I've been writing fanfic since before I knew it had an actual name. It was hearing weird for the first time that started me off writing it. I'd realized that I was the same age as them, and they were already doing something amazing with themselves, and that I had my own creative talent that I wasn't really using to its fullest potential. As the saying goes, you use it or lose it, and I chose to use it. In January, I'll have been writing fanfic for 19 years, and while I've since decided to follow a different career path than that of a writer, I'm a librarian instead, my writing is still pretty important to me, not only because it's fun, but also because it's how I met two of my best friends. I'll finally be meeting Chris and Ashley in person when I go to USA for Hanson Day in 2018, something I'm looking forward to immensely. Thank you, Erin. I can actually relate to the writing part of this. Um, I went to school to be a high school English teacher and did not wind up pursuing that as a career, but I have an English degree. Definitely still love writing. Um, and I've never been into fan fiction personally, but I do have a blog where I love to write about um, the trips I've taken and going to see Hanson. So I really do love that they've kind of created that outlet for me so I can use that talent somewhere and still get to enjoy writing.
0: Yeah, as far as is the fanfic thing, um, this girl I've been friends with now for like 13 years through Hanson shows. The very first thing she started off with when she was, she might even been before she was a teenager, was Hanson fanfic, and now she's like a published young adult author that's gaining momentum. So it's kind of crazy to think about that's how she started. But uh, either way, thanks, Aaron, for that. This is a worldwide podcast, folks. We're reaching all four corners of the globe, coming in from Australia there. Uh, let's see. I've got the next one here. This is a little bit closer to home. This is Sarah from Philadelphia. Ever since you asked for submissions on why I love Hanson, I've been terrified to contemplate this question and put it into writing. The reasons why I love them, I think, are too deep for me to articulate in an email. I actually tried writing an answer as to why I love them and then deleted it because it was too weird and psychotic. Like many f- <laughs> like many fans, I discovered them when i was 13 and instantly fell in love i didn't like any other contemporary music at the time and i loved their upbeat sound they were my first and only hardcore celebrity obsession i like a lot of other bands today but i only really care about Hanson. to this day they are my number one love i think being obsessed with them so much in middle school forged a bond i cannot break i often think of their line and got a hold on me to describe how strongly I love them. You've really got a hold on me and it's feeling good. Should I have sang that maybe? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, It's like, I know this obsession is ridiculous, but I don't care because I love them so much. The passion often feels like something I am not in control of. I'm aware I'm treading on crazy person territory, so I'm going to stop this part here. Instead of trying to figure out why I love Hanson, I decided I would write a list of things I like about Hanson. Some things I do like about Hanson. 1. Their brotherly harmonies. 2. Their instrumental composition. Side note, I know a lot of fans have requested an a cappella album, but I would just as much love an album of their instrumental tracks. When I can listen without the vocals, their tracks are incredible. Sometimes I rewatch parts of the documentaries just to hear these snippets. Uh, just interrupting here just for a second, I actually have done the same thing. <laughs> like, I've, I've pulled out clips from different videos that are just instrumental clips just to use in, like, mashups and remixes and stuff. But anyway, back to the email here from Sarah. Number three, the way Taylor looks when he's singing and his lips are touching the mic. Also, anytime Taylor is sweating. Yes, folks, I'm reading you this email. Number four, the way Taylor's voice sounded during the time between Cried and the Road to Albertane tour. I just love that scratchy, pre-dropped voice. Sia's voice has a similar sound, and I love that too. Is that how you pronounce that, Sia?
1: That is how you pronounce that, and okay. I have a comment on that at the end. Okay.
0: Okay, we'll get to that. Number five, Taylor's crooning, like the beginning of Save Me. Number six, when Taylor adds those vocal cues like to the bridge and modulation, it just makes me so freaking happy. Number seven, the way Zach sings in that high, high register. I just love the way his voice sounds. I also like Adam Levine, Michael Jackson, and the Bee Gees. Something about a man singing that high, I just don't know. Number eight, their songs. Here are some of my favorites, just to name a few. A Song to Sing, Runaway Run, Save Me the middle-of-nowhere acoustic version of Madeline, uh, the cover of Thinking Out Loud, the cover of Oh Darling, Bridges of Stone, Kiss Me When You Come Home, Joyful Noise, Call Out My Name, Stories from Road to Albertane, On and On, Carry You There, Voice in the Chorus, Thinking About Something, Get the Girl Back, Already Home, Tonight, Juliet, and uh, Been There Before, and lastly, How Much They Love Their Mom. I'm sure they do love their mom. Uh, (laughs) You had a comment about the uh, the Sia comment? Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yes, So I actually love that she brought up Sia because I really like Sia myself. And the first time I heard her song, Chandelier, I could not figure out what it was I liked about it. But something felt really familiar. And after a couple of listens, I finally had that moment of, oh, my God, this is 1997 Taylor Hanson. And that's why I love it. So um, great job bringing that comment up because I totally agree with you.
0: Okay, well, let's get to the freeze. Uh, Looks like the Other Holly wrote in, so uh, you can go ahead with that one.
1: Yes, Other Holly from Nashville says, I've always said that I'll admit Hanson aren't the most talented band around. Yes, I do think they have talent or else I wouldn't be here, but there are better singers, better musicians, better songwriters, etc. But a big part of why I love them so much is the familiarity. As is true for a lot of us, I grew up with them, and I don't just mean I grew up listening to them. As I matured, their music matured for the most part. We can just ignore digital pants right now. (laughs) They've been a big part of my life for so long now, and it's gotten comfortable. It's like your favorite pair of jeans or your favorite sweatshirt. It might not be the most stylish or the most flattering, and it might even be ripped or stained. But you love it because of how you feel in it. It's familiar and comfortable. So I guess Hansen is my favorite Christmas sweater thanks
0: Holly what a closing line that that was that was fantastic uh, yeah thanks thanks Holly um, so am going to go to the next audio clip here not sure about this one no this this is um, this is actually my submission like I said this was recorded right after Nick's in the same spot I wanted to record these kind of isolated from just reading it live so uh, yeah I'm going to do the really awkward thing here and uh, kick it over to myself and we'll be back as soon as I'm done talking My name is Nick Navar, and this is why I love Hanson. I've never claimed Hanson was my favorite band. That's just being real. I think it would be insulting if I pretended otherwise. I honestly can't even explain how I got to this point. The reason I started hearing their music in the first place was my girlfriend in 1999 was into them. As time went on, the girlfriend eventually went away, but somehow the music remained. The thing is, Hanson has done something that no other band has done for me, not even my favorite bands. I've gone places and met people because of them. All along the way, they've continued to release music I can totally get into. I don't love every song, but the good ones are so good that it doesn't matter. I've met some of my best friends through Hanson. I'm sitting with one of them right now as I'm recording this. I got D-level internet celebrity popular for a few months because of Hanson. I could go on for another five minutes about stuff I got to do that wouldn't have happened otherwise because of Hanson. That has nothing to do with their music. That's the thing, though. With their music, Hanson gives me an out from what I normally listen to. They're my exception to the rule, and they continually justify why they are my exception to the rule. They're a band... I will travel for because I know they're not only going to put on a concert, but they will go the extra mile. Whether that just means something like coming out and signing for everyone when the show is over or if it's a bigger days long event like Hanson day. Um, no other band I've invested myself in has arranged movie nights for, uh, at a movie theater for fans to come and watch their DVDs or, um, No other band I've invested myself in has come out to do a two-hour DJ set after they just finished playing a two-hour concert. In my personal life, I've met both good and bad people because of this band. That's how things work. That's life. But when I got sick a couple years back and things weren't looking too great for me, one of the main things that I focused on was getting to be able to go back to see my friends again at the next Hanson Day. I don't take this for granted. Some of my favorite bands are now gone forever. I know Hanson could decide they want to try something else by this time two years from now and that could be it. But I also know they love what they do and I know that I love what they do and I know that they have changed my life in an incredibly positive way
1: it's Christmas at round zero
2: there's music in the air the sleigh bells are ringing
3: and the carolers are while the air raid sirens flare.
0: It's is that guy done talking round round yet we've got a, uh, a monster of an email here up next so Holly I'm going to let you uh take
1: all right this is coming from Ingela in Senegal Africa as with most people old enough to remember the 90s I remember Hanson Of course, I had heard them on the radio and I liked their music, but they somehow never managed to catch my attention back then. The 90s was a great era with a lot of fantastic music and talented artists. The Hanson brothers were certainly among them, but at the time, my music taste pulled me in a different direction. So my knowledge of Hanson could have stopped there, but luckily it didn't. However, it took me a little bit of time to get there. And with time, I mean until July of 2016. I've been a United Nations worker for many years now and currently living in Africa. My work includes traveling and living in places far from home for extended periods of time. I'm thankful for these experiences, but the downside of it is it can make you feel a bit lost at times, being so far away from home and your old life. It also sometimes takes you to places that are tough to live, and I spent a few years working in a war zone until the end of last year. Especially during times like that, music is the place I go to refocus, a great escape in times of stress. Music has always been a big and important part of my life, and it equals happiness to me. In other words, it's my happy place. When I was introduced to Hanson, it was just by coincidence. It was sometime in mid-July this year, and I was casually scrolling through Facebook when I spotted a link to Hanson's ABC's Greatest Hits performance— I don't really remember what made me want to click on the video in the first place, but I'm quite sure it was pure curiosity. I was blown away by their talent and their ability to pique my interest in their music in less than 10 seconds into the performance. Needless to say, I have since been introduced to 20 years of great music, and it's a bit of a luxury to have this much music to catch up on. There are many reasons why I love Hanson. But what strikes me the most is that they have created this positive atmosphere with their fans, coupled with an endless and diverse talent, and the courage to create their own musical path and do things on their own terms. I have a lot of respect for that. Their music also represents happiness to me, which is exactly what I was looking for. In addition, I've gotten to know a lot of great people through their music, and I'm looking forward to meeting some of them in January as I'm going to the Back to the Island event to see my very first Hansen concert. A few weeks from now, you'll find me on a beach in Jamaica with a huge smile on my face. And again, that's from Ingela in Senegal.
0: It's crazy that someone, you know, she knew about Hansen you know, back in the day, but really only being into them for like six months and her first show is going to be back to the island. Yeah. That's, that's diving in head first. You know, that's, that's something. What an interesting, you know, existence she's leading right now with what she's yeah. doing. Not to mention, in that short time she's been dedicated to the band, she somehow found this podcast, too. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe that. That's awesome. Thanks a lot for that. See, we're get, we got one more email here. This one's going to be slightly shorter than the one you just read, but I think it sums up stuff pretty well. This one comes in from uh, Larney. I hope I got that name right. Probably, probably butchered the name, but uh, it just says, I love Hanson because they make me extremely happy. They have wonderful personalities. They have passion for their songs, for their fandom, and they are my escape from fears and sadness. Happy holidays. Awesome. So what we're going to do now is, uh, I had to do it, so now we're going to uh, throw it over to uh, Holly's recording. So let's hit that, and we'll be back when that's done.
1: My name is Holly Snyder, and this is why I love Hansen. I believe that love and respect go hand in hand, and that you can't love something or someone without also having respect for them. So a huge part of why I love this band is that they've also earned my respect. And they've stayed a respectable band in the public eye for almost 20 years now. I think that's a pretty big accomplishment and definitely a struggle for a lot of artists and musicians out there. With social media being what it is today, with the ease of the internet right in our hands, we're always being bombarded with news articles about celebrity drama. Things like Justin Bieber, who canceled an entire tour of meet and greets without offering refunds. And I see things like that, and it makes me so thankful that out of all of the bands and artists out there, I managed to pick Hanson. I managed to pick a band that I trust to respect their fans with the choices that they make. I don't have to worry that I'm going to wake up and read about their latest scandal on TMZ, or that my friends and family are going to come to me saying, Hey, did you hear about what Hanson did? Without it being something great like giving money to charity or recording a new Christmas album. There are so many celebrities out there that have done stupid things and lost fans over it. And I totally understand, because my time and money are precious to me. And I wouldn't want to use those things to support someone who isn't also a good person, who's going to go around treating people badly. I love that Hanson has made me feel like I can trust them to never do anything to make me regret supporting them. I think a huge part of why I respect them is the way they treat their fans, and the obvious work that they put into doing things for us. At the most basic level, they're just ridiculously nice guys when you meet them. I've been really fortunate as a fan and have had the opportunity to meet and interact with them multiple times over the last decade. And they're always so appreciative that fans took the time to come out and support them. There's a lot of talk in the fan base, and there always wind up being conversations about who's the nicer Hanson or who takes the most time with fans. But I've honestly seen all three of them go above and beyond in different moments. And I think beyond just the way they interact with fans individually, the way they go about planning fan club's events also shows us how much they care about us. My very first show was also the first fan club event for Hanson Day, which was the middle-of-nowhere acoustic recording back in 2007. I flew over a thousand miles from home for a 45-minute set, and I loved it, but after it was over, I was left wanting more. I've continued to go to all of the Hanson Day events afterwards, and it's been so great watching it grow and become this bigger celebration. We're at a point now where they're always adding new and exciting things for us. It kind of feels like how I imagine being in a long-term relationship with someone feels, where you have to kind of keep that spark alive and keep things fresh and exciting. Guys, Hanson is trying really hard to keep us around and putting a lot of trust in us with some of the risks that they take, like with Isaac's talk this past Hanson Day. We went from a single 45-minute set to a four-day event with things like bowling, karaoke, lectures, and a whole lot of other things that I never would have expected my favorite band to give me. The only thing I leave wanting more of now is sleep. Which leads me to the final reason I want to share about why I respect Hanson, and that's how hard they work. I have to say that after going to Hop Jam the last couple of years and seeing what a long and busy day it is for Hanson, one thing I've seen them do that really made me proud is the fact that after everything is over and all the fans have left, they've consistently stuck around every year to make sure that every job was done. And this is after having like a 15-hour day of interviews and mingling with fans, the beer vendors, the musicians they brought out, and then playing a show for two of those years. I don't think anybody would have faulted them for going home and getting some well-deserved rest after the show was over, but every year they rolled up their sleeves and stuck around until every bit of cleanup was done. I think this speaks volumes to the kind of people that they are, and I really respect they're absolutely in a position where they could delegate that task to someone else on staff, but instead they chose to pitch in, even when they didn't have to. I think they're obviously always played a very active role in their own careers, and they've never been the type to sit back and let someone else do the work, and I think they deserve every ounce of success that comes their way because of it.
0: Okay, good stuff, Holly. We are uh, now into territory of longest episode of this show ever, but uh, I do want to just quickly kind of wrap things up here um, with a couple year-end thoughts now that we're wrapping up 2016. You're a pretty frequent attendant of the island trip, aren't you? Have you gone every year or almost every year? Or?
1: I have been to all of them, and I'm going to the one next month.
0: What do you think of the Back to the Island uh, this year? Where does it rank, I guess, among all of them?
1: I tried to stop ranking them because I want to have a great time every time and not be going, man, I just wish I'd been back to one last year, but um, the resort is a really great resort, so I'm glad they decided to have it there again. and. They're all really fun, so I'm looking forward to going back.
0: Hanson Day this year, this goes way back to episode one of this show. This one was an interesting Hanson Day because it did, it seemed like it was kind of a placeholder because, you know, the big one is coming up here in a few months. Um, but there was still some cool stuff there. I really like the uh, the kind of the, the venue change as far as the... Um, the after party I thought was really good. Uh, the karaoke thing was fantastic. So I'm hoping they keep all that stuff. I, I kind of preferred Cane's for the actual concert, but that's not a big deal either way. Hopefully they'll be back on the Hop Jam stage again for more than just a, an encore. It was a pretty good uh, event overall, and you kind of had a different perspective since you were working there. Any thoughts on this year's uh, Hanson Day? Uh,
1: no, I'm excited to see what uh, what they come up with. I keep suggesting that they do a Hanson um, a Museum and have... Uh like bring up different artifacts and things from the band's history since it's a big 25th anniversary. So I really hope they take that advice and try it out.
0: Yeah. This Um, would be the year to do that for sure.
1: Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what they come up with. Maybe we'll get another uh, back to the Island backdrop to, (laughs) to post within the rain. (laughs)
0: Because, I mean, they've already added so much to it. They've removed very few things, and they do keep adding stuff. So, you know, who knows what they're going to come up with this year. And then I guess besides that, the other major thing was the two EPs we got this year. I thought the the fan club disc, the loud disc, was... I think I said this on episode one. This is probably my favorite thing they've done since, like, the walk era. I thought it was really good. Play, I thought, was, wasn't was quite as good, but there was still some good stuff on there. Uh, the only thing I didn't really think too much about play is I think they're kind of overdoing the crowd choir thing. I think... There would be a little more impact if they saved it for like one song, like if they only had it on Joyful Noise or something. I thought that would maybe be a little more impact, but overall, though, I think this was a pretty darn solid year for new music coming out of them. Uh, any thoughts on the EPs?
1: Um, yeah, I liked both of them. Um, obviously, I, if if you read my blog at all, I love Feeling Alive. I feel like Feeling Alive could probably be my new favorite Hanson song, but I'm not allowed to make that judgment until it's got at least a year. So, I, I did really like both of the EPs, though.
0: So that's the year in Hanson, and that is why people love Hanson, and that's a lot of Hanson. That's uh, so definitely the longest episode of the show we have done, and boy, it just flew by. So coming up a year from now, we will have our time capsule prediction episode that I was uh, calling for Hanson predictions over the summer, and those are safely stored away, and they will remain that way until December of uh, 2017. And then we'll see how many people got something right or how many people were way off in a hilarious manner. Check that out in December of next year. Starting with the next episode, which should be January, I'm going to have some upgraded equipment, hopefully slightly improving the audio quality uh, so we can – or I can look forward to that at least. I don't know about you guys, but we'll see. Uh, Holly, you want to plug your blog real quick?
1: Okay, so the blog that I was talking about, um, it's at TravelingFan.net. It's really just me reviewing all the shows I've been to and talking about – whatever crazy things come up as i'm on those trips so
0: i'm not holly so i can say this uh, it is the gold standard for hanson fan blogs. so go check that out uh feedback as usual uh twitter is hbombshow. show the facebook is facebook.com slash bomb show email is hbomb at hanson.zone we will be back like i said in january with the uh, next episode don't want to say anything about that yet because it's going to take a little bit of work but i think that one should be pretty interesting i think we're going to look forward to uh doing more crowd participation episodes in the future kind of like this one Uh, Holly we are going to do another show eventually where I actually use your intelligence and talent rather than just making you read emails thank you so much for doing this this was awesome
1: you're welcome I enjoyed it
0: there is a reason that you're the Net MVP for life we will be back Uh, happy new year everybody but for now
1: it may be over for you and me
0: well that's it thanks for watching
2: see you next Christmas (laughs) Peace on earth and goodwill towards men.
3: We wish you a happy birthday. We wish you a happy birthday. We wish you a happy birthday. Happy
2: birthday. birthday. We wish you a happy birthday.
0: We wish you a happy birthday. We We manless bites and a happy birthday.
3: birthday to you and your kin. We wish you
0: a happy birthday and a happy click click. Take me to the bridge.
3: Now bring us a piggy pudding. Now bring us a piggy
2: pudding. Now bring us a piggy pudding. And
3: please, right. yeah. We wish you a happy, merry, merry, merry Happy birthday. We wish you a Christmas birthday and a New Year's birth mass. Good tidings
0: to you and all of your flesh. We wish you some big and good and the month's We wish you a Merry birth and a Christmas new year.
3: Hello there. This is Babe Miller, a uh, world-renowned rockabilly singer out of Detroit, country western man. I don't know anything about Anson. I always thought they were puppets of the Dust Brothers. But I tell you what, I really do love the H-Bomb show. I never miss it.